0: Hey there everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Water Trio Astrology Podcast. We're coming to you with all the insights and tidbits around the week beginning the 19th through to the 25th of August. So I'm here with my dear friends Kelly and Alicia and I'm Kaz and how are you girls? What's been going on? We've been talking a lot before we actually first record. (laughs) So many giggles. We've had such a long prep time today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's what happens when there's no pressure. It's Tangent
2: City. Yes. we. Oh, my gosh, too funny. We have been talking for more than an hour. Usually we do like a bit of a chat, 15 minutes, maybe half an hour before we record a show, just check in and, and see. But today... We had varying things. We've had a, a relocation. We've discovered a fridge from the past and <laughs> many other crazy things that we'll be sure to share with you in
0: the show today. Uh, how are you, Leish?
1: <laughs> I'm all good, thank you. How are you, Cass?
0: Yeah, coming to you from my very cancerian kitchen. Um, there's been a uh, bit of internet dramas here so I needed to get nice and close to my modem so I didn't sound like I was talking underwater but apart from that I'm doing really really well. Loving life, um, you know more clarity um, since we uh, connected last week with the full moon and um, Mercury leaving the shadow so yeah I've been really great. What about you Leash? What's been happening in your world?
1: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing major to report like you know in
1: amongst crazy family life like it's it feels like groundhog day but not I don't know I'm, I'm happy for Virgo season I'm happy I'm happy what are you Virgo looking to about to Virgo start.
2: season looking forward to about Virgo season Leigh just to get a
1: bit grounded again but not Capricorn grounded yeah <laughs> Not
2: like any melancholy grounded?
1: Yeah, and not Taurus like fucking U- ooh, Uranus Taurus
2: grounded. <laughs> it's okay. We're grown We do use swear words. We'll put a rating on the show. That's okay.
1: Someone's, someone's not loving Uranus transits to her son right now. So, yes, but yes. Um, yeah, just some nice earthy grounded. Virgo yes, grounded. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. Well, this
2: is the week that
0: it has all yep. the Virgo
2: that you might want arriving. Yes. We've got I don't what? think
0: you get too much more than this, really. Uh-uh. Do you? I mean, technically there is a
2: day next week that will have a little bit more than what we have True. at the end of this yep. week. Um, but we are definitely this is the week where the planets are on the move into Virgo. So lots. True. Lots and of And What change. about
0: you, Kel? What's happening in your world
2: to update us? Oh, look, you know, just playing the waiting game here. When will the furniture arrive? Uh, and really your guess is as good as mine. I know we were maybe talking, we should you know, take bets. <laughs> <to> take bets. <laughs> if anyone would like to run some horri or um, some horri questions on this. I mean, you know, as an astrologer, when you're waiting for something to arrive, you often look, okay, there's this one aspect that could do it. So you think you wait for that to happen and sometimes you get lucky and it's that one other times it's like okay it wasn't that what's the next thing that could bring the arrival and so we're in that stage now where we've passed the two or three things that i was hoping it would be and now we're just uh waiting to see now we are recording this episode a little bit in advance so fingers crossed that by the time people are listening it just feels a bit uh temporary just sort of stuck in limbo uh but i do i mean i have a feeling for me that all the virgo planets they're angular in my chart so they'll all be moving into the seventh house and that tends to be a more active productive get things done part of the chart so part of mm. me is sort of wondering worst case scenario do we sort of have to wait until then Um, and if so, fair enough, I think I was saying to both of you before the show, if you've got to wait for something, you've got to wait for something. You just want to know that it's when you think, Mm. is it coming today? Is it coming today? That's a bit of a stressful, um, space. So we've just got enough information now to come out of that. It's probably not coming right now. So just make another two week plan type of thing. Mm. So I just feel like I'm like a life of logistics right now. So I don't really have anything exciting (laughs) to report.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just keeping those uh, wheels turning even though it may not be as fast as you would like them to be going right now.
2: Yeah, for sure, because I think one thing I've really learned with this whole move process is how many familiar little routines and rituals that we each have every day that are like big touchstones that mm-hmm. just we ground ourselves. Like, for me, baking is such a big thing that I do, and I really – I will bake a couple of times a week or for a few hours on a Sunday because I really enjoy the creativity, the planning, but also, like, it, for me, it's I could be painting a picture for the amount of pleasure that I get out of baking and – so trying to bring some of those rituals back in, even yeah. while we're in this temporary state. And that's, I guess, a bit of a segue into the Virgo stuff this week. I mean, we do have Venus coming totally. into Virgo Wednesday and the sun on into Virgo on Friday. So it's those little everyday regular things that can be grounding or nourishing in yeah. some way. and
1: also and said i can imagine you know that baking that you do on a sunday sets you up for the week ahead so it's like when you you know this whole virgo thing of when you've got the really good routines in place it's it enables like the the wheels to be greased you know things go a lot easier um I know for me, you know, when I'm doing my regular fitness routine, my mental health is a lot better, you know, or when I'm eating well and I have everything prepped and I'm not doing the shopping every couple of nights, which, you know, having moved out here to the country, like we're a 40-minute drive, well, half an hour drive to the nearest decent supermarkets. So I can't do what I used to do, which is just pop down to the shops when I'm out of something. So it's making sure I have a good shopping list each week and I go and do the shopping and, you know, and this is so Virgo, you know, to do lists, getting things correct, you know, putting things in their place. Um, yeah because yeah, Virgo very, very is all good.
2: about efficiency isn't it so mm. the Virgo mindset is I don't want to go to the shops 3 times a week when I could go once and get everything and then yep. then you save the time basically Uh, I think we're going to see an explosion on social media of like batch cooking and food prep stuff, because I think that's very Virgo. Whether you do it on the weekend or you have one night during the week, you know, where you're making all the lunches or that sort of advanced prep where it's efficient and it makes it easier and less time consuming on the day. I think that's very Virgo. So we can all think about what we want to bring in on that front. Uh, What are your thoughts on Virgo generally, Cass?
0: Oh, I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm a bit of a fan of Virgo. I mean, I have it as an angular position too. It rules my fourth house and um, it's the only area of my life I probably really do Virgo. It's always pretty pristine here, but um, I think I've actually gone through a bit of a pre-Virgo phase in my life. Um, I might've mentioned on one of the other shows, you know, when Mercury retrograded back into Cancer that I updated all my IT, I renovated my office and Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to do all this pre-prep for when all these planets were in Virgo. It was just this intuitive thing so, you know, I could then feel like I was grounded. I'd done the streamlining and, you know, the process so I can really uh, get that productivity around uh, the this next cycle. So, but Virgo overall, I, I really do enjoy it. I think what I notice around some people that I know who have, uh, you know, Virgo moon or Ascendant, what have you, is that they do have this like sneaky level of um, flexibility that sometimes you don't expect. So, you know, they are mutable after all. And so mm-hmm. I do feel that you can have your plans, your structure, your processes in place, but they also are open to the change. And that's what I think is also something to keep uh, in mind is that it's great to have those structures and systems, but allow yourself that flexibility of room to move as well. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's one thing I think that always confuses people about Virgo is that it is an earth sign, um, but it is also... um, Mutable, mutable. You know, so it's it's like flexible or malleable earth. So it's like if there is a way to do something better, we will change the plan we have to improve the efficiency, to take less time to do the same kind of thing, uh, Mm. for sure. For sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like for
2: me. Sorry, I was just thinking.
1: for For me, it's like. If I know I do the weekly shop and I have all the ingredients for different meals, it's like that gives me the flexibility during the week to cook whatever meal I want on whatever night, but I'm prepared for whatever I need in the first yes. place. Yes. So the, the foundation's there, the the structure's there, everything's there. So, you know, if my kids are demanding nachos on a Monday night, I know I can cook it and then we can have our, you know, chicken noodle stir-fry on Tuesday night. Um yeah, mum life.
0: Yeah. It's definitely your daily routine type of uh, vibe for you in the sixth house there, you know, that. Yeah, that's You know, true. being of service for your family and doing all that sort of stuff too. So, yeah, it's definitely that Virgo focus and it is a great, you know, as you said, Kel, like all the meal prep and healthy stuff too, but, you know, if you are wanting to sort of spring clean an area of your life, um, Mm, this is a really great time to do it. So whether it's your finances, perhaps, you know, going through, um, you know, streamlining things or, um, I like, you know, when there's kind of a vibe of efficiency coming through, astrologically is, you know, where can you maybe shave some cream off the top and use it for a better thing? So at the moment, like my thing is I want to change internet companies, um, but I'm just waiting for some decent astrology to do that. I wanted to do it as a part of uh, my upgrade here, but I didn't want to do it do you want to push my luck I thought getting a computer a new computer was enough but um, mm. you know if it's your um, tenth house like is there something you can maybe tweak with your resume or um, you know improve your performance in some way so you know particularly with Mars in Virgo too it's like how can I perform better um, how can I do better how can I act better and, and that sort of thing as well so it's a really nice time to sort of fine-tune refine perfect and you know look to that virgo house because that is where all the action is this week for sure
2: absolutely and and weeks to
1: come too
2: yeah yeah yeah. well because it's officially Virgo season as of Friday Mm. when the sun moves into Virgo so that's going to be four weeks at least but we do Mm -hmm. have Mars and Venus hanging around as well
1: and then Mercury and it's interesting you know this whole and this will bring us into Mercury I think you're talking about this aren't you Cass with um you know, Mercury ruling all of this and it's still in Leo, it, it, it adds a lot. It's, it's like there is more action. There is more movement with this still because the rulers in of, in the fire sign. Um, so it's not, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like it's like, how can we get down to the real nut of things, the core of things? You know, my Virgo, like the difference between my two Virgo, my two children, you know, both have got mutable moons. One will, moon in Gemini will not shut up and the other will like give one word answers, the moon in Virgo. It's like, you know, when I say 10 words, when I can say one, um, that's that real kind of Virgo energy, the refinement and bringing things down to the core of things. So I feel like, you know, with that Mercury and Leo, it's, it's even going to bring that down more, you know, because there's more fire, more action or maybe not. I don't know.
0: There's a, there's a beautiful understated quality with Virgo as well. I remember mm. when, um, we, when, uh, what's her name? oh, it just escapes me now, Megan Markle got married. And I remember our WhatsApp chat going, oh, God, a dress is a bit boring. And then Kel's like, Venus in Virgo. So there is this like really scared, uh, not scared, this really pared back, you know, sort of like a classic or timeless, not like a Libra style. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little bit like like reluctant to say elegance because I think that's maybe a little bit more Libra territory. But there is definitely... you know, the Virgo just has a simplicity to it because, and that simplicity yeah. and the practi- practicality, it's not into anything that's uh too tizzed up or, or overdone or what have you. So, yeah, I do love that uh, streamline, the efficiency, uh, the practicality, and uh, an understated type of um style as well. So, you know, that whole less is more, you know, that old rule of um getting dressed, like, uh, you know, when it comes to type. jewelry, like, Take one thing off before you walk out the door. It's very kind of Virgo to me anyway, so...
1: Or like Alessi, you know, Alessi who do those beautiful designs, but they're the Italian company, homewares company, but they're always practical. So they look Mm. amazing, but they're they're very practical, like their juicer that looks like a big spider, but it's like the best juicer in the world. It's so efficient Mm. and the juice just comes out perfectly. So Mm. there's that kind of thing. It's just, it's refinement and yet it works well too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, being in my fourth house, you know, I've even trained my son. What does mummy not like? And he says, mess. (laughs) So there is that. So there is this definite, uh, like cleanliness is next to godliness. Like in my world, at least, it's like. Can you please yeah. train
1: my daughter in that? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> Gemini is so not that.
0: <laughs> he will spill cr- crumbs somewhere. What does mummy not like? <laughs> so, yeah. So he gets it. So now it's just the follow through. So anyway, no. because I've relocated in order to uh you know record this episode, where are we at with the aspects this week? So we've got the the Virgo stuff happening. Yeah, we need
2: to talk about the one you were excited about, Cass the Mercury M- trying Jupiter. Excitement. Yeah. Midweek. Mercury yes Yeah, so M- yeah, we've so got the Mercury
0: trine Jupiter 14 degrees across Leo and Sagittarius. So yeah. yeah, this is uh I think this is a beautiful aspect. You know, it's this you know, the crescendo of the whole, you know, month really of this like Leo Sag energy. And so, you know, Mercury is the final planet to interact with Jupiter this month, um, in terms of, um, those inner planets moving through. So it's almost like if you've got something to say, say it, you know, like put it out there, speak it Mm -hmm. loud, speak it proud. Um, and if you have um, you know it's this confidence to give voice to something that maybe you've been held back holding back on or not being confident about or not feeling like you don't know enough because there's this other side going on as you mentioned Lishi with um, Virgo ruling um, you know Mercury you know at the moment that interplay there so there might mm. be like you know Second guessing yourself, but an element of that. But I've got to say this thing anyway. And, um, you know, got fire, Mercury fire Jupiter, performing that lovely trine, there's, you know, two houses that are really connecting there for you, but there's definitely giving voice to your opinions, whether other people like it or not, giving thoughts to your, giving voice to your ideas, your perspectives, and again, having that courage to do so, regardless of maybe a pushback or a kickback um, that, you know, may not, that you might otherwise be a little bit fearful of or a bit shy around. Um, so, you know, I know myself, there's a few things I'm like waiting to get off my chest in my life <laughs> and, uh, you know, that those degrees actually interplay quite perfectly for me. So I'm just waiting for the time to be ripe, but how about you girls? Have you got, girls got, you know, any thoughts on the Mercury Jupiter aspect?
2: Yeah, for me,
1: it's like, it's that whole TED Talk idea. It's it's contagious mm. ideas, you know, inspired thinking and, and then sharing that with others and, and passing it on. And in the, you know, in that mercurial networking, then things get to grow and expand even bigger. So it's almost like a time to really be willing to kind of Share with others and open up with others, and not just to speak out to them, but also to listen too. Um, mm. But definitely doing that mercurial. And, you know, I for me that I think it'll be a great day to just be. You know, absorbing as much as I can to kind of build on things myself and grow things within myself so to kind of go out there and search for people who may inspire me so that yeah. my inspiration can then pass on to others exactly. so yeah that's what it feels yeah. like for me
0: Abs- yeah absorb that content that might inspire or uplift you or have a positive yeah. message behind it I yeah. guess with the Virgo on the other side it might be you know cutting out uh, social media content, perhaps that doesn't uh, uplift or inspire you, you know, do the streamlining process on the other end, for sure. How about you, yeah. Kel?
2: Yeah, look, I think this is definitely my peak of the aspect of the week, Mercury, trying Jupiter happening on Wednesday. It's got such an uplifting quality, such a, a feeling of hope or potential or possibility. It does feel a lot like doing some planning. You know, it feels like maybe booking travel or planning a holiday, uh, but also the learning component. You know, Mercury and Jupiter together both speak to wisdom and ideas and interactions. So, whether you're studying as the student or whether you're mentoring and teaching as the person sharing what you know, it feels like there's a generosity here that you want to give whatever you have to give in a way that might uplift or inspire or guide others, but also allow the input and experience of others to guide you. Uh, so that generosity and that wisdom, I also think Mm. like, I always think when I, when I see aspects like this, I'm like, when I was writing horoscopes, how would I have written this horoscope and Mercury trine Jupiter, I would write welcome or happy news arrives. And yeah. it's that idea of Mercury coming to Jupiter, Jupiter's coming off station, Jupiter's got a lot to give and Mercury's picking up that positive message. You've been accepted, you've been approved, it's coming through mm. or it's on the way. Here's the check you were waiting for, here's the job you were looking for. I, I here's don't want the to home s-
1: contents you've been waiting for. The home
2: <laughs> contents, yeah, or the apartment <laughs> that you're looking for. I mean, it does feel like not everything you don't get everything you want but it's like one thing you've been really wanting it's like the universe brings a little bit of a blessing or a lift or a positive development if you like so yeah, yeah. i think it's um it, it, i'm really looking forward to it and i think one of you said you know it's the last aspect that um is going to be made to jupiter in this current season mm-hmm. so it's like let's take whatever we can out of jupiter now And Leesh, your little um, tagline there of like the TED Talk, like like, contagious ideas, I think that's a beautiful way of just like summarising this aspect. So Mm. I'm really looking forward to it. Contagious ideas and good news week. I love it. Good news week. Who doesn't want one of those?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. We all like a bit of good news. Yes. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, there is that feeling this week in general of movement I always find when we have a number Mm. of planets changing signs in pretty quick succession, there is this sense of like, right, we're finishing here. We might not be done, but we're finishing here because other things are starting to develop. And, Mm. you know, at the end of last week, we had Mars come into Virgo. This week we've got Venus and the sun. All the planets are moving out of a fixed sign, which tends to have consistency and stability, but also a little bit of a rigidity or a stuckness. And then Mm. moving into a mutable sign, which is about movement and variety. And things just starting to be a little bit more like the soil's been tilled over. We can do more with what's here now because we're not trying Mm. to get into hard dirt.
1: Yeah, it always makes me think of a landslide. Um, Virgo in, in the mutable earth. It's like, you know, there's, it moves slowly, but it moves and it's, you know, there's, there's weight behind it. So it's like, yeah, we're going to go slowly, but we're going to keep going and, and, you know, and it can, it can literally move mountains when it wants to.
2: Totally. What are you thinking, Cass?
0: Yeah, I agree with all your points. Like, I just think that, um, it will be kind of like a nice way to finish off. Uh, we've kind of like got this interplay of still fiery action but with grounded progress, like yeah, that sort yeah. of that lovely kind of crossover period. It's not kind of the the stark realities, as you mentioned, Lishi, with the Capricorn side of things. Mm-hmm. It's not like the rigidness of Taurus. It's like I don't want to budge. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, we've got all this like, you know, the first parts of August have been about like the hope or the enthusiasm or the inspiration and, you know, the big picture, the big ideas. And now with a bit of productivity, you could start putting like your money where your mouth is and starting to do the work in order to reach those desires and, you know, reach those goals and those potentials that you've been hoping for. So a bit of like, not like a daydreamy month, but like, You know where do I want to let those arrows go you know where do I want the big picture to be like uh we were just talking before we started recording about like where we'd love to have some wonderful holidays and it's like you know that can sometimes inspire you to do the work rather than getting stuck in a rut around the work you know having things Mm. to look forward to to be hopeful for to plan and prepare for and to think wow like let's go on this beautiful like outdoor hotel in Puerto Rico, sure, like let me do all of this work and get there, you know? Like it's like where do I where do I sign up to, you know, get started doing those sorts of things, right? You know, and I think that's the whole Jupiter piece this year is about you know, staying true to the hope or the dream or the desire, the you know, like those not ambitions like Capricorn style, but what is the dream, what is the goal, what is the possibility? And this kind of, you know, earth season now, Virgo, is going to help us get productive around making those things really happen.
2: Mm. I mean, there's so many goals.
0: I have Jupiter can join my ascendant. But <laughs> at least we could like sort of, you know, like get a little bit practical. Okay. If we want to make this happen, how do we, what do we have to do? What's the X, Y, Z to get there? Yeah. yeah. You know, chunking down or breaking down the big picture visions, which can be overwhelming or like, oh, I could never do that. Or I can never get there. It's like, okay, well, Virgo says, here, let's start the list and I can help you get there. Like, then well, that's let's find of- a spreadsheet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay Excel yes. we're up and running let's do this budget <laughs> whatever it is you know yes. and that's kind of yeah and I then know of course Virgo you know, moon as those who
1: works a spreadsheet like no one on earth <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I need to borrow some Excel skills. But anyway, it's like, you know, then all these Virgo planets are going to interact yeah. with Jupiter as they as they continue. So we will get that little bit, you know, more of that injection of like why are we doing this, the bigger picture. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, milking Jupiter for all it's worth right now is, is I don't know, in my opinion, kind of smart because it may not be <laughs> worth milking so much come December. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, just go no. for it until then, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I was like, "What?" Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Jupiter's not loving, gonna love Capricorn. Definitely not as juicy.
0: I mean, can the Australian dollar get any lower right now? Surely Jupiter in Capricorn can't bring it down any further. Yes, yes, but it anyway. can. Yes, yes, mm. it can
2: remember remember 2008 <laughs> yes,
0: Rem- okay. <laughs> that's what i was gonna say jupiter yeah. was in capricorn last
2: time i mm. mean jupiter is traditionally the planet of wealth and so this is exactly what happened last time 2007 jupiter was in sag which is a good sign for jupiter and there is you know there's growth or there's hot air in the marketplace there's positive i'm not saying right now everyone has a positive outlook but it's quite a change to have jupiter go from sag where it's technically quite strong and into capricorn where it's technically limited or restricted there is that feeling of coming down from a high place and Mm. because it is the planet of wealth and it's going into to capricorn which is a sign of contraction Um, we will have contraction to do with finance and money. Now, sometimes when I say this, you know, students will get very, very concerned. And I sort of think, well, if you're overextended in your personal finances, yeah, that is going to be a problem for you. But being overextended in your personal finances is a problem regardless. Mm -hmm. It's like with Jupiter going into Capricorn, it's when those chickens come home to roost. If the larger economy tightens but you're in a position where you've been living within your means or you have a savings buffer put aside, the larger economy can contract and you can continue as normal. So yeah. when we talk about money cycles, it's very much about the
0: interaction between your personal situation and the larger economic climate, if you like. Exactly, Kel, and the same happens in reverse. Like, you know, all the... Um the experts might say, "Oh, this is a great time to buy. This is a great time to invest." But if you haven't got any money to do so, then it's not going to work it doesn't either. Matter. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. so it's more like um, from a client or even business perspective, if you're looking to overstretch your finances right now, it's probably not the best time to do that. Yeah, no, no it's no, definitely it's more
2: of conservative.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. it's time to be you know make hay while the sun shines. You know make the most that you can but not to spend it to to save it for a rainy day. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Yeah, take
2: yeah. in the Jupiter goodness but park yeah. it instead of just sending it straight back out. Or yeah, send absolutely. a little bit of it out, but keep some of it for yourself, basically. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. But how good is Jupiter and Sag though? Oh, like well, yeah, we could I talk mean, about it come all back the time. To this
2: week. Yeah. Mercury trying <laughs> Jupiter. I mean it's lucrative deals. It's abundant alliances. Like there is definitely going to be And I would love our listeners to let us know via Facebook or or YouTube um, in the comment sections, let us know what development or alliance or positive piece of news you are enjoying midweek as Mercury and Jupiter work together.
0: Connect, yeah. And especially if you've got those uh, mutable angles, then these are the two planets that connect your whole chart are coming together um, under this, you know, really – exuberant um, and exciting fire trine. So there is that hope, action, progress, some movement around, you know, the four angles of your chart.
2: Totally. So the mutable angles, just to clarify for people, would be the mutable signs are Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius and Pisces, and the angles are the Ascendant and the Midheaven. So if you've got mutable signs in those places, um, then that's a little, this is a little bit more of an important aspect
0: for you. Yeah yeah cool and i I think we've got one final thing for the week was it didn't
1: we i'm loving how the 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 mercury jupiter just kind of took over most of the episode which is (laughs)
0: oh that's very (laughs) jupiter isn't it yeah Um, yeah when somebody has it in their first house i guess it kind of happens
2: um so
0: (laughs) with that um i think we have a mars venus aspect to talk about this week don't we
1: we do. And the thing, you know, I'm laughing actually because really we've, we've already talked about, you know, Megan Markle and her, because this is happening in Virgo. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I was thinking about Megan Markle with her Venus in Virgo, but it's like what I l- always love about Venus-Mars aspects is how Mars warms Venus up, you know, and, but Venus cools Mars down. So it's like this. I always think about it like the hostess with the most S, who is elegant and refined and yet warm and encouraging to people too. So it feels like, you know, sometimes Venus and Mars can be like heat between the sheets, but I don't really get that in Virgo. So it's more just like warming connections and like opening up and and I guess being a bit more focused with things. Um, so with all the energy that's with that, but yeah, I I've got a few friends who have this exact thing in Virgo and they're all crafters. Like they all do these mm. amazing things with their hands, but they're really hands. focused and detailed. Like one guy's a whittler and he does the most so amazing could be some things, heat things with
0: between the sheets there Lishi? Could there? <laughs> well, I'm keeping it PG
1: this week. I'm keeping it PG.
0: (laughs) I'm just making the suggestion. I'm not saying anything. Yes. But, no, they they do very good, like, you know, textiles or um, craftsmanship. You know, the stuff that we sort of don't really see anymore like we don't really see really good quality shoes like handmade or really fine fabrics that are yeah Yeah. that refine that take mastery
1: that take real Mm. mastery and time you know and that's that Virgo thing you know because another yeah another one of my friends you know she she's an amazing she's not you wouldn't call her a a sewer like she she creates these amazing styles that are one-off and unique and I feel like you know this is interesting with this as well because because this aspect happens quite close to a square with Uranus as well. And I know that's going into next week's episode, so I don't want to bring it up too much now. But it's like, yeah, it's like there is an electric part to this or something a bit unusual or a bit different coming through with this aspect too. So, yeah, you girls got any quick thoughts on this?
2: I do think there's a little bit of friction in a good way, like Venus and Mars there is a, a subdued kind of maybe humble or gentle or just maybe practical quality, but there it's still Venus and Mars coming together. So there's a little mm. bit of heat or a little bit of in, maybe intensity is not quite the right word, but there's a lot of focus, I think, here. And when you see it coming together like a conjunction, it can definitely talk about um, that sort of togetherness, to do with getting closer to someone mm. or getting closer to a project, like something is coming together, like pieces locking in or fitting together. So, yeah, Venus, Mars together for Virgo, Saturday, Sunday, just depending on what time zone people are in. I, I think it's good for for togetherness, if you like. Yeah. 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 There's there's a, of like an adventurous.
1: Two- there's an adventurousness to it, but it's like you kind of need a spreadsheet to get there
2: we're having a plan like you know there are people who travel by planning things and there are people who travel like me by like just booking a plane ticket and going or getting a hotel like we'll just figure the rest out that's not what this is this is more like we've done our research this is the cleanest nicest best value hotel in the area and these are the three activities that we're going to do there that's venus mars together but you're going to get there's going to be a real sense of we got a lot out of that
1: yeah no. Yeah. Sorry, no,
2: Cash, sure. I
0: spoke over you. What were you going to say, honey? Um, I can't really remember now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like just, you know, there's a sense of, you know, togetherness, you know, as you said, Kel, with a plan. Like, yeah. you know, maybe where their uh, opinions or ideas were a little bit at odds with each other, now it's like, okay, we can make some kind of level of compromise and, mm. you know, making it work. You yeah. know, um, yeah. where there wasn't a plan before, now we've got a little bit of structure. You know, it doesn't mean that that structure is locked down in stone. It's still beautiful, changeable, and, of course, the Uran- Uranus component too. But, you know, it's like, okay, we've got some type of system in place that we can then move forward together around. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I always love how Venus kind of she softens Mars's sharp edges. And yet mm. Mars adds an assertion to Venus's coolness too. So it's almost like what you're saying, Cass of like you can assert the connections out there and, and go for them, but it's like that iron fist in a velvet glove kind of, yeah, I'll go for yeah. it, but I'll do it with charm and diplomacy.
0: Cool. Oh. Well, they're your highlights for the week, everybody. It's all about Virgo with a little bit of uh, hope and inspiration thrown in. So quickly, uh, have we got anything we want to announce or talk about um, coming up this week? I would just say
2: very quickly, if there are any beginner astrologers, like people who are new to astrology and trying to figure it out, my online course, which is called Practical Astrology, which is my intro six week training, is available for instant download via my website. So if you're new to astrology, that's a good starting place to get some solid grounding. Uh, But that's it from me for this week.
0: What about you two? Me, I've got a webinar coming up on Friday, Australian time, Thursday evening uh, in the Northern Hemisphere. It's an introduction to secondary progressions. So all the details are on my website, CassandraTindall.com forward slash events, or if you subscribe to my newsletter, all of that um, will be there as well. And what about you, Lishi? I'm still taking enrolments
1: for my Foundations in Astrology course. So that'll be an online course for beginners as well. And that is starting September 18th. So that'll be on Wednesday mornings here in Australia, which will be Tuesday nights or afternoons and nights in the US. So, yep,
0: if anyone wants to. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, if you've enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to take a screenshot and tag us in your social medias and tell us what you got most out of this episode, what you enjoyed the most or what tidbit of Astro Insight is really going to help you uh, navigate this week. And we really look forward to connecting with you again for the updates um, next week. Bye for now.
1: Bye, Bye. bye Bye.